0: getting in your bubble (laughs) kyle this whole day it's just freaking me (laughs) (laughs) out
1: you're supposed to eat the microphone that's what they say right they do say that They do say that but don't eat these ones though. no these are expensive
2: (laughs) funny uh, story expensive
1: metal burrito i talked to the guy who ate the microphone during karaoke apparently a bad idea so he got like some kind of like weird like like stomach flu he was traveling for a week oh. yeah. <clears throat> yeah so word to the wise oh. so this so is the kind awful. of things we talk about on the ac brand <laughs> very professional
3: i don't understand why anyone would even do that though
1: <laughs> yeah well, well he, so there's this
2: he was just really into the saying in in especially in the music industry eat the mic which yeah. is for like the uninitiated a lot of times when people hold a microphone yeah, like or they're up them it's like down here or something, they're like, no, you want it like, think about it as if it was in your mouth or like about to enter your mouth. It's a mexico. It's a mexico. <laughs> Um And you'll even see like um, professional speakers or singers will often like rest it right here right, um, or they'll hold it like, they hold it very close. They're basically like, it's right on yeah. their mouth which is really disgusting if you're sharing your mic with multiple Mm -hmm. musicians Mm -hmm. over the course of the night. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's good, you know. I was gonna go someplace bad with that. (laughs) Thanks for not going (laughs) there. So, um, we do have an icebreaker question I did not tell you guys about. Oh no! Do you guys wanna hear it? Sure. All right, so I'm gonna ask you, who's your celebrity archetype, and why are you like them?
0: Hmm.
1: So, what is an archetype, Mike?
2: So it's a
1: generalized stand in for who your personality, your behavior styles. Yeah, so like think of a brand archetype and you know, um, that you would use for a design or creating a mood board or something like that. Who is your celebrity? Think of it think of it this way, who could you play? Who could play you in yeah. in your life story?
3: <clears throat> That's a really difficult icebreaker. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I can think of a doppelganger, but yeah. All right, well, we can not start necessarily there. an archetype. Okay. Start but with I've the doppelganger. Been told? Does that count? I've yeah. been told. Sure. Yeah. I've been told that my doppelganger is Sandra Bullock. All right. By yeah. like multiple random people. Okay. Huh. Okay. Which is really bizarre. And people are like, "Oh yeah, your face is kind of her shape, and she has like full cheeks, and you have full cheeks and brown hair. I don't know." But I thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. that a couple of different people have told me that.
2: Well, it's research-based, at least. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't
1: just come up with it out of thin air. You didn't just make it up. You're not like, I want to be Sandra Bullock. No. You're actually...
3: I don't know if I'd want to be her. I think her characters are pretty comical, so I can relate. But I don't really know much about her outside of her acting.
1: Two weeks' notice. Favorite Sandra Bullock (laughs) You guys know that one? It had, uh, what's his name in it? Great. Hugh... Hugh Grant. Grant? Yeah, is it Hugh Grant? The English guy? So. Who's yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he's in like every English romantic <laughs> comedy ever. Yeah, from the 90s. From the 90s. <clears> that's 90s a good key <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, next. Whoever wants to go next. Not me. I fear all things introspective.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's, there's, that, there's your icebreaker right there. For you. <laughs> they probably
1: can. And I'm going to ask them if you, if you don't. Yeah, go for so it. Yeah, you they, can take ownership. You're up next. It. <laughs> oh, pass on the buck Kyle. Okay. <laughs>
5: oh, I get to go now. I like to delegate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some people call it that.
5: I get told Julia Roberts. Okay. Um, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, this sort of okay. plucky heroine.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is she plucky?
5: I'm not think? sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> does she have yeah. does she have
1: Hutzpah? Yeah. You know, yeah. I would say Kathy. Does, Agreed. Definitely. Guys.
2: <laughs> let's get more specific with our cultural references to describe someone.
0: <clears throat> that? The
1: technical definition <laughs>
2: of Hutzpah. <laughs> Hutzpah.
1: Yeah. Um, so without any further ado though, let's pick on Kyle. Oh, man. He has asked for it. <clears throat>
5: As oh, always. well, I could share something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this you is probably not going to end well. Kyle's nickname on the AI <laughs> <No>. board. <laughs> yes, we've
4: got to hear this. No. You, you
1: heard it here it's first. It's too late now. You've started anybody. this, so you <laughs> might as well just
5: <laughs> it Is the Velvet Hammer.
1: <laughs> Ooh. That actually sounds like a compliment. I think so. I mean, because I'm thinking it like someone compliment. who's asked to do this tough stuff. But he does it in such a way that people are. Thank you. Exactly.
5: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so uh, he has not mm. shared this name with his wife yet.
1: No, the velvet. She doesn't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) No no one really needed to know that until today. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so archetype though, that that kind of gets us close. But what's the uh, who's the celebrity? (laughs) <laughs> That's up to you. I'm
3: so bad at celebrities. Yeah, you might have to.
1: You know, do you know?
3: Maybe we can describe you.
1: No nah, celebrities. Who, so, what, what celebrities do you know? Is it easier to? Yeah.
4: Years ago, when I had hair, someone once told me I looked like John Cusack, which I still don't believe. But huh? Maybe it was the hair. I don't know.
5: I can I c- see that. I
1: can kind of see that.
2: It's the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: definitely the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
2: Okay. Yeah. I would not describe John Cusack as a velvet hammer, though. That's yeah, true. no, no, he's a little bit of a pushover.
1: Wait, but no, but he's just kind of like he's like never going to push back, but he's yeah. always has a, like an opinion. He's always like yep. edgy, like record store type yep. opinion.
2: One of my favorite movies of all time, High Fidelity. Yeah, that's a great movie.
1: No, I totally. And then wasn't Say Anything right? No, who was say anything? No, no, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that okay. was John Kusak. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, You guys
4: edit this after, right? <laughs> uh, it's
2: I have hard one hard to edit a live <laughs> no. the Facebook Live.
1: Well, <laughs> hard to edit that.
5: I have one for mm. him. Uh, okay, good. The Incredible Hulk. That's not an actor. a <laughs> uh, <the> celebrity. <laughs> it's Seriously. Or right. an archetype. Yeah. An archetype. Right. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. He's nice gentle. Nice very angry. <laughs> yes, mild-mannered. And then when it gets to the point, he's like, yeah. okay, I've had enough.
1: Mm. He's like, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me if I'm angry. That's, true. That's the hammer. My That's son hammer. would like you. He loves the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and all superheroes, I guess. That's true.
5: I want to know who you guys are. Yeah.
1: That, yeah. I, thanks for the yeah. heads up on this one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, It's brutal. I'm like the non-Velvet <laughs> <velvet> Hammer. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I'm going to try to help you, though, but I'm not... Coming up blank like too. You guys are right. This is hard. You're yeah. a t-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Celebrity. Dang. Alright, because you're have I been to the barber? Smart, funny, deep, as far as personality goes. Um, kind of gentle.
2: Um, you, you had me excited at the beginning <laughs> there. And then gentle <laughs> non- <it> on. <laughs> the gentle
1: thing is just kind of like the velvet yeah, <laughs> I'm never gonna live this down. <laughs> if weren't so memorable, yeah. Well,
2: we can't use velvet; it's already been taken. That's, you know, Corduroy. So. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: um, all right, what's uh, super? Let's limit superheroes so we can just like figure this out.
2: Um, probably Spider-Man. Spidey.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even
2: though I don't, I'm not really thrilled with this idea. Okay. Um, Why Spidey? Because he's kind of a n- goofball, like in over his head, a little immature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Slightly smart, but kind of not. And he's a nerd. He's a total nerd. That's awesome. Right? So. That's that's good. I, I, I'm I'm buying, I'm, I'll stick it, with I, that. I'm not Superman. I'm not Batman. I feel like I'm, I, I'm I, not the Hulk. Yeah. No. No. I don't have <laughs> big green
1: muscles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, nor does the Velvet Hammer. It's <laughs> true. But so um, I think I, so. It depends on if I'm an INTJ or INTP. Mm-hmm.
0: Mode.
1: Um, when I'm in J mode, a little bit like kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, not a jerk, but just kind of like, yeah. okay, let's get it done quick, yeah. you know. And um, it can be a little sarcastic sometimes. I don't show that side of me a lot. But who's that?
3: Who does that? 16personalities.com mm-hmm. will tell you. Yeah. So we can look it up right we mean, now. We didn't even have to have this conversation. We could just <laughs> cheat. I think I'm the entertainer in a console sometimes. All right. Okay. So.
4: Liz made me take that and it was my nightmare. What were the celebrities? Do you remember? I don't remember the celebrities, but the uh, the category was I was the defender.
2: Okay. That's a good one. Okay. I mean, there's not bad ones on this, <laughs> thankfully. Great. Great. Although I have seen some of those where they show you, like, really, really nasty people from history that line up with those personalities. You're like, oh, God, If you why? add, like, sociopaths. I <laughs> yeah. think I think that's a requirement, though. Like, I don't think you can just be, like, a personality from the 16 personalities and then all of a sudden turn out like Stalin. <laughs> I think there's
1: something else going on. <laughs> yeah, but totally, totally. All right, well, I'll just say something real quick. Um, so who I like kind of, sometimes I'm like Han Solo a little bit, mm. you know? Just kind of like... Kind of like go with your gut, kind of like just kind of make it, push it yep. through when like there are tight deadlines and I don't have a boss that I have to like constantly defend my you know position to or who's going to second guess me. I'm just like, just get it done, you know, figure it out, get it done. Little trips that we're doing on, on the weekend or something, if there's a timeline, it's like, let's well, mm-hmm. just do it, you know, and yep. people object and I'm like, I don't care, I just got to do it, you know? <laughs> but in your, your car seat. seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, oh, yeah, being a parent, it's like, yeah, totally, yeah. All right, so we'll just leave it leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so on to the interesting questions. So <clears throat> first of all, thank you guys so much for coming on. This is probably this is exciting for us. This is first mm-hmm. time we had more than one guest, and you guys all know about design, which is exciting for us because we're um We see design as kind of being a, an important part of branding, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is if you guys can start to talk a little bit about <clears throat> design. So you guys are from Design Week, and we are going to get to that. Um, but for now, maybe you guys can talk about um, what does is, what is design have to do with branding? Why is it so important for brands? Can we, can we back up one step? Yeah.
2: Can we just have everyone quickly oh, say yeah. your we name? Oh, and, <laughs> and maybe what you do. And uh, I know we're going to cover Phoenix Design Week and AIGA a little bit in more detail at the end, but maybe just give your role... Uh, within the context of
1: that, just so people have a little bit of yes. heads up. And and, and, and enunciate and, and speak from your diaphragm. Right <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no slouching.
3: <some> <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will start. I am Liz McGura. I am this year's Phoenix Design Week director. I was last year's Phoenix Design Week director. I am now outgoing president for AIGA Arizona. Wait, do
1: they have term limits? Or can you yes, use... two years. Okay, so no dictatorships.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moved Kyle you. on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, and I'm also a user experience designer. Okay. Uh,
4: so yeah, I'm Kyle Larkin. Uh, I'm the new president for AIGA Arizona. Um, Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I also uh, I am adjunct faculty at ASU. I teach in the Visual Communication Design program, and then my wife and I have a small uh, design studio. We do a lot of uh, web design, web uh, development, and illustration, and a little bit of branding from time to time. So that's awesome.
1: Welcome, Kyle.
5: Thanks. And I'm Kathy Morgan. I am the financial director for AIJ Arizona. And Liz is chief of staff on (laughs) Phoenix Design Week, if you'll come up with that term. Um, I'm also the logistics team leader for that pillar. It sounds Uh, like you do
1: everything practical.
5: um, Yes. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) nodding. Do you have term limits? What's what's the archetype that does that? Why would you ever want Um, to hear (laughs) it? In real life, which I'm not sure which is real life or not. um, (laughs) I am creative director, owner of Morgan & Company Design Studio. Have been doing that for 35 years. Nice. um, Very traditional legacy design. Awesome.
1: Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us, Chris. You want
2: to do a quick intro for yourself? Yes. One, since that's what we're supposed to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Um, we need a script. I need we to, do, I need to write that part of the script. Yeah, and bring it every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm Chris Stadler, and um, and I, uh, I'll just call me a brand strategist. Mm-hmm. So I love strategy. Love the creative brief. Taught at Oregon for a little bit, right? Yes. Nice. G- journalism school. And um, now I uh, do a little project management and um, marketing direction. Cool. And I'm Mike Jones, co-host
2: with Chris here of AZ Brandcast, and I run a brand agency called Resound. So. He does. I do. I've seen it. (laughs) It, It's not a figment of people's imagination. It totally (laughs) exists, you guys. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. And we're really excited to have you guys on um, to talk about design and Arizona and what it means to build brands here and also kind of get to Phoenix design week that's coming up in
1: October so mm-hmm. we're excited to talk about that yeah all right so are we done with all the boring stuff now <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not boring, boring. Stuff. come on I'm just, Chris. I'm just so excited about the question I know because you know it's like we're just trying to figure this whole thing out this whole Arizona thing out so um okay I'm glad you backed us up mm-hmm. and all right so um, Uh, So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, how does design support brand go?
5: We're all evidently such experienced designers, we can't (laughs) answer that question. (laughs) Uh, What I often find I have to explain to people is that brand isn't just a logo. Mm, So... Brand is the whole personality of the company. And just an aspect of that is what it looks like. Mm. So on the face of it, design is making something pretty and making that look good. But I like to say that design isn't necessarily a picture. There's design involved in everything you do. The design of a well-done system is still a design. Mm-hmm. And it's a successful solution to a problem so how that relates to brand is you take the greater way of design thinking and apply it to every single aspect of how you talk what you look like how you behave with your customers and so on
1: okay so how would <clears throat> so let's say we're talking to like a, a politician you know an Arizona politician who needs to understand something like that or Think of how you describe that to a uh, to a business owner who's just like it's all about the dollars and cents and the bottom line and that kind of thinking. How would you how would you describe that? And maybe you guys you guys can throw in as well.
3: I was just gonna well, as I was thinking about this and hearing you talk about that, I've had potential freelance clients come to me saying they need a logo, and it's like, well, let's take a step back. I know nothing about what it is you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, what market you're going out into, you know, what problem essentially you're trying to solve. So Mm. my approach is basically like, what kinds of questions can I ask those types of people to learn more about what it is they're even looking to do from the beginning? Um, And that just helps me understand and kind of, as a user experience designer, I empathize with people, right? So it's still kind of the same um, experience in that you're learning about what it is that they're trying to do to help them. what that brand becomes
4: yeah I would say um, design regardless of the discipline because design is kind of a a big term right Um, whether it be graphic designer or user experience designer or architect or industrial designer it's all about um, making things work like improving the way things work and making them better Uh, so if you're doing graphic design you're looking at how do you more clearly communicate a message Uh, If you're looking at like industrial design, like how do you design a better product so people can use it? Um, So yeah, that's kind of my take. And yeah, a lot of that about making something that works better is understanding the people that are using that thing or reading that thing um, and understanding what the goals are. So if you're the business person or the politician, like you have to understand like what does your community want? What do they need? And then how do you use design to address those problems? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think often happens where Clients might come to you and they say, this is my problem, like, solve this. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times you have to step back, like Liz was saying, and, like, ask those questions and say, that's what you think your problem is. But in reality, can we help you redefine that and really get to, like, the root of where that problem is coming from mm-hmm. uh, and then find solutions to actually tackle that
1: larger problem? Right. What do you? Um, <clears throat> how do you guys apply design thinking when a client comes to you and just says, like, And lists attributes about themselves, rather than talking about their essence and who they are, right? Um, Or, um, or maybe they just say, "We, uh, you know, we're pretty much everything. We're for everybody, right?" How do you guys, how do you guys um, get them to understand that, you know, maybe you're not for everybody, and maybe that's a waste of like media money? Or I'm putting words in your mouth now. I'm answering the question. Um, But what do you guys, how do you guys navigate that with clients?
5: I often joke that what I do is practice psychic design (laughs) and not graphic design because there's a lot of psychology involved Mm. and I've decided I'm going to call myself a design counselor for that reason, that you have to establish this trust with your client first and if they don't trust you for whatever reason. Um, It could be they just don't like you or there's not a personality fit or there's some money issue or whatever, but hopefully you get past that and you just have that trust that you can talk with them and they will go along at least on the journey a little bit and play along with you. And then I've had people say to me, kind of do a double take sometimes when I'm talking to them and say, uh, I didn't know I was going to confess all of this to you. <laughs> but I really do need to know that. I need to know your essence in order to communicate that. And please trust me to do that. And feel safe with me that I will take that very um, seriously and importantly.
1: But why can't you just make something look pretty? <laughs>
5: <laughs> and some people do just want, uh, I get that answer. and. Sometimes I say, "Well, okay, here's something pretty," and then other times we decide we can't work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I had. Oh, go ahead. No. You go. No, you
3: go. Oh, I was just gonna say I had a similar experience with one of my freelance clients. And even though in my day job I do more user experience work, I also freelance on the side, do some branding things like that. Um, one of my clients was starting her own business, and she was she thought she had nailed it on the head. She had a business coach, knew everything she wanted to do, knew what. This thing should be. She's like, Can you help me do my logo? And I'm like, Oh, sure. Let's do this branding workshop for you because it's going to be more than the logo. Like, we've got to figure out what your style is going to be and, you know, create a mood board and all these things that go into building your brand. And so she's more of like the systematic person and, you know, analytical. And so once I took her through this exercise, this series of questions and things to get her thinking more deeply and, and, try and pull a lot of stuff out of her like you saying. you're saying or like kind of a psychologist in a way that's probably not the proper term but um just trying to like get deeply into you know what they're really thinking and kind of at the end of that she was like wow that like totally changed my perspective and we even went through like a naming she ha- she's like okay i'm gonna have this as my brand name and i'm like are you sure you want that let's go through this workshop i think you're gonna really like it and i think it'll really get you thinking differently about your business and what it should be and I guess the sustainability and the growth of it. So at the end of that, it was just really cool to see, you know, how people react and, and can learn in an extremely different way versus what they're used to doing and how they're used to learning.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a difficult conversation a lot of times because like we have an expertise in understanding like, How people will interact with that thing but at the end of the day the client is the expert in their business and their Mm -hmm. material and their content uh, and most of the time their audience so when we start a project like we meet with that client and we talk with them about we try to understand who they are or who they think they are and then we take our time we take all that in and then we do our research on their business, on their competitors, on their audience, and then we kind of uh, synthesize that back into like an initial strategy document Mm. of like how we think we should approach this based on that initial conversation and then the research that we've done. But that's not just a deliverable that we like hand off and then move on. Like you have to have that conversation and say, this is what we think we've found. Now like you give us more input because this is your expertise. Like how close are we? And we have those conversations to like make sure that Every step that we take is headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, like in the past with design, like design like five options for a client. You'd be like, which one, which one works? And these days we're like, no, we don't design five options anymore. Like we design one option and we make sure that each step along the way that leads us to that option mm. is always moving us in the right direction and that we get client buy-in that, throughout that process. Um, and it just seems to work a lot better. Like you, you don't design as much because you're designing not just like things that look different, but you're designing one thing that is incrementally like getting
1: better and working More towards the goals that the client has. Interesting. So, of course, you know the context of that question is always, you know, uh, you know, how do we think about how do we think about branding Arizona, you know, and just what does design have to do with that? So we think Mike and I think design has a lot to do with that, right, Mike? Yeah. (laughs) So, and so a lot of a lot of things you guys talked about um, are are good to help people understand just you know what is. Um, just a, a little glimpse into the process for people who aren't, who aren't in it every day, um, but then also understanding why <clears throat> Arizona isn't for everybody, right? And you have to be able to say no, and that's why you, you ask people to be specific about their company, what they're about. Um, what they don't do is oftentimes as, as, as important as what they do do, right? So with, um, And a lot of that stuff falls into, like, if you're a big agency, you might have one person in that role. It might be an account planner, right? So someone who says, here's the reality, you know, about Arizona. So, you know, so that's that's why we asked that question is kind of really close in on what Arizona, um, you know, why why this is even important. Why Design Week is important, you know, for Arizona brand. Why would we have this conversation on the Easy Brandcast? Do you have anything to add, Mike?
2: No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No. Concise. No, I mean, I think. No. Uh, well, I'll add this. <laughs> okay. I'll add this. Everything that you guys just said was like, I'm nodding my head the whole time. (laughs) And I'm thinking about like how we've built ReSound and I'm like, yep, same principles. And you know, I think that's just a testament to how design thinking works, right? That having a strategic mindset to how we build brands, both at a visual level, but also in like every other aspect of the brand, right? From verbal communication to how it executes and behaviors amongst like its employees. Um, how customer service interacts with customers. like um, and you guys touched on that already, which is like awesome. Um, I expect it <laughs> um, But like that, to me, I think is is like that's the testament to why like strategy and in a lot of ways design thinking is really just being strategic and research based mm. in the way that you come up with a plan of attack, right? So the plan of attack for a graphic designer might be, the logo. But how do we get to that concept? How do we get to that mm-hmm. final idea? Um, and why is it right? You know, like why that logo and not the 40 other options that you created in the process? Like you might not show them all to the client, but you, there were other ideas um, and why those got tossed out in the process, I think is is a really important part for people to understand, right? Like, yeah. I don't know that it's helpful to clue every, every client into every little minute detail of the process um, in their project but
1: but but i mean if, if i were to summarize what we all just talked about i would say the design is almost like um it's almost like we're, we're showing people the way to something so it's mm-hmm. a lot more ux than maybe we normally think because we're like oh design a pretty you know ad no we're not just like decorating a page you know we're, we're taking some we're designing a path for someone to take from where they are mm-hmm. to where we want them to be and that involves knowledge of them, knowledge of us, you know, knowledge of the product. And um, and then the brand is what builds the trust and tells them, well, you can actually feel good about this, right? I mean, because we're this company and we, you know us, right? And, um, <clears throat> and even if you don't know us, you're going to know us soon because our design s- says one message, you know? And usually when people are about one thing, they're easier to trust, you know, if you see them doing that same thing all the time, right?
3: <clears throat> well, that's a really great point, too, because... I mean, until you have anything strategic behind the brand that you've done, a logo is essentially just a decoration. Yep. But once you kind of work directly with your client and learn all of those things that are becoming more objective versus subjective, then it becomes more than a dra- decoration. But it actually means something.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it has purpose. Yeah. Right. Right. It moves beyond just like a symbol that you stamp on stuff. Mm-hmm. Too. like, wow, this actually represents something much, much bigger.
1: Um, and so my 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 big thing is, like, marketing is not as, as much of a black box as we think, right? Because, and we, I think we've shown that because we speak, you know, kind of the same language and, and there is a process and there is kind of a rhyme and reason behind what we're doing. And there's a reason why you're having to play a psychologist, you know, because you really, like, without them understanding the questions, you still need to get the answers in order to help them get to where they need to go, right? And so, so all that, to, all that to say, I think that um, that, um, you know, let that kind of frame, you know, let that kind of move us forward in the framing of this idea of Arizona branding and why it's so important. Um, would you guys, so I have a, I have a a little bit of a weird question for you. You guys are in the in the conference industry, right? You guys are putting on a conference soon here. Yeah, everybody's nodding. So, <laughs> yes. So, what I want to know, though, is uh, I don't want you... First, First, I don't want you to tell us about your conference. I want you to tell us about other people's conferences. So, what I want to know <laughs> is um, what, what conference... So, given who Arizona is, right, and what we know about Arizona, you guys have been here... First of all, how long have you guys been here? Can we go down the... All your life or like.
3: I am years? a native.
1: Okay, awesome. <laughs> yes. I left
3: for college, came back. Yes. Awesome.
1: And out of curiosity, college.
3: Loyola Marymount University in L.A.
1: Awesome. So, um, and so you're a native. Uh, where? What region?
3: Central Phoenix.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. Right down the middle, Kyle. Uh, 19 years.
4: So uh, I finished high school out here. Right. And originally. Uh, yeah, originally from the East Coast, <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. So okay. been here a long time. Right on.
5: I won't say how long. Say. <laughs> Since you were born? We moved here on my ninth birthday. Okay. I grew up nice. in Scottsdale.
1: Oh, right on. Okay, cool. So you guys are pretty qualified as natives, right? You have that native point of view. So what do you guys think, given Arizona's strengths and arizona because I don't want to limit you, so I'll just say Ness because that kind of covers everything. <laughs> what do you guys, say? what conferences are we missing? What conferences should be in Arizona that aren't? Discuss. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's Mike's opinion on this? <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played. Throw it back at the compost. He's been very oh, great. Adult, <laughs> right?
1: uh, it's the ta- we had
2: tacos for lunch. We <laughs> did, and I'm like, now I'm the in the tacos. taco coma. Uh, and I had like three glasses of iced tea in the process.
3: Oh, you're going to like, were... wine or something. <laughs>
2: No. That's coming. Uh, there will be whiskey later. There's <laughs> whiskey is later. later. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> stick around, Kyle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cigars? No, uh, not this time.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't think we have any.
2: Um, man, I was not prepared for this. So, clearly, s- specifically mm-hmm. outside
1: of design, or yeah, yes, thank you. Yes, outside yeah. of design. Yeah, non-design conferences. It should be what industries? Right.
3: I feel like specific. I'm not thinking about industries specifically which this should play a huge thing tourism like a lot Mm -hmm. of people want to go to las vegas for a technology conference or chicago for how live which is also a creative conference or new york for any of those big conferences or seattle has like a list apart i think is or i don't know one of those conferences so it's kind of like a destination in a way Mm -hmm. and so it feels like arizona i mean i guess being a native everyone likes to come here to golf during the spring, or at least during the cooler parts of the year. Mm. Golf conference, I don't know if that would be a thing, but it's just... We have a lot I of golf courses, don't yes. we? Yes. Yeah. Do.
1: We are a mecca. We <laughs> are a mecca for golf. Yeah.
3: But I just think in that terms of, like, weather and destination and how mm-hmm. to get people to those places for conferences, I guess.
2: So one thought I had was, and this is not an industry, so it's not totally answering your question, Chris. But I'm listening. <laughs> um, So one, yeah, I was thinking about that, like Chicago, especially Las Vegas, like one of the big value adds for having conferences there is like the amount of amenities in one spot, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can host a 3000 person conference very easily in Las Vegas and no one has to leave the strip, right? Everyone's like right there. And you could even like, you could have the hotel host the entire like massive conference. And I've, I've been to conferences like that and it's like, there's no way Phoenix can compete with that. Yeah. Um, Anaheim's the same way they've got one of the largest conference centers in the in the nation and so they attract like huge conferences I've been to one there it was like 76,000 people mm. at one conference and I'm just like that's just mind blowing um, that's not Phoenix right and that's not Arizona so I was thinking well what what is Arizona so one thought I had and I don't know if I know of a conference like this but what about like a multi-day multi-location conference Hmm. So like you do a day in Phoenix, you on do the light a day in, on, yeah on the light rail, or a day in Tucson, and then yeah. a day in Sedona, or you could even w- work your way up like Tucson, Phoenix, Sedona, Flagstaff, hmm. and you get this like huge variety of of geography and different climates and different like you know flora and fauna. <laughs> yes, we get all scientific here. Flora and, <laughs> and fauna. It's a flora and fauna conference. There,
3: there we go. go. <laughs> I was actually thinking that, too. But get, I was like, some that sounds buy. ridiculous. Like a gardening conference, yeah, I guess. Yeah, a gardening was, like, conference.
2: Of, oh, or oh, just go, apply that theme buy. to any other conference. Desert Gardening yeah. conference. <laughs> Desert conference. It's the
5: Botanical Hill Garden. I actually like that idea because yeah. there are, like, seven <coughs> different climate zones in there the state are. of Arizona. And people from Seattle <laughs> always get all upset when I say... There's rainforest climate zone here. Mm-hmm. Are there really? Yes.
1: I, I mean, I didn't know that.
5: <laughs> <Yes>. Probably
2: not <laughs> the kind of rainforest climate zone that Pacific Northwesterners, <laughs> like
1: yourself, yeah.
2: would okay. equate with. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I'm thinking like big, like the that are super tall. No, no not, not quite like that. that.
2: Okay. But, um, but there's definitely like the elevation change in Arizona. I mean, you go from like, I, I think nearly... Like, lakeside and yeah, village. I think that that side, especially like Greer, Greer yeah, is like in that. the
5: White Mountains, mm-hmm. no. they get a
2: ton of rain, um, okay. not like you know, Pacific Northwest, <laughs> right? Well, for right. Arizona, right. and it's very lush, okay. Um, you know, it's like year round green, unless it's snowing, yeah. Um,
5: You know what would be good is something more involved with the movie industry Mm, because we have the climate that people could film like every movie. Did you know that
2: Flagstaff was going to be the original Hollywood? What? Yeah. So the film (laughs) industry (laughs) at the beginning of the film industry in the 20th century, Flagstaff was like the film town in all of the United States, because westerns were really popular, mm-hmm. right? And you could get down in the desert mm-hmm. within a couple-hour drive. You could be in the mountains right there. You could get like all sorts of different terrain all from one location. And the only reason that Hollywood exists as the film industry ep- like epicenter is because LA and California have basically given them a tax-free ride, and they attracted all these all these production houses to Hollywood
0: Uh, ah, California! Ah! They always get us. California strikes again. They strike again. Yeah, Yeah.
2: so. I agree with that, and I know um, there's been a big push in the last couple years to really start building the film industry back up here. Hmm. Um, Whether you like him or not, Bob Parsons has put a lot of money into it. Um, I know he just signed up for another, giving uh, the, there's like a, the state has a specific film group, and he's just donating like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that something. space is awesome. Have yeah. you seen it? The big media space. It's I haven't big... seen it. But yeah, I've heard they, it's awesome. We had a
3: well, we had a co organize co organized event for holidays last year, and they hosted it. That's awesome. They were giving tours of the space, and they're like, "We just want everyone to know it's here because yep. it's one of the like, what is it? Like one of I don't know what the big terminology of it is, but it's like there's not really anything like it in yep. town. You have to go to LA yeah. pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know Scottsdale Community College has always had like a fantastic film program and video program, um, mm-hmm. like nationally recognized as a community college program. Yeah. Um, I've got a number of friends that graduated through there. They yeah. All moved to Hollywood. <laughs>
1: so, so there's that. What else, what else makes it good for, for filming, for the film industry? Dude, you could shoot year round. Shoot you yeah. shoo around, right? You have the you have the school. You got the school. Okay, lots of extras.
5: Easy transportation.
1: Uh, to like Hollywood, to and from Hollywood, right? Or is that
5: from anywhere? The roads are good, the and the airport's great. A big. What's <laughs> that bridge
2: washes out again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we've Sky got a major airport.
5: Yeah, totally,
1: totally. Yeah,
3: interesting.
2: We just need the high speed train from here to LA, and we're good. Oh uh, yeah,
3: and yeah. what about the hyperloop? <laughs> I'll take it. What's that? I'll take that. <laughs> you don't know? It's like a suction, or what is it? You know those things at the bank that like it's fires like down your money? Yeah. It's basically like that right. for people. So you're supposed yeah. to get in it, and it like fires you to wherever in like ten minutes. It's oh, like super know. fast. And if you From miss like your exit, you have to go around the
1: United States like <laughs> 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 okay,
3: okay. It's only like five minutes. It's yeah.
0: just a loop. Yeah. It's by um, what's the his name? Elon Musk. Yes. Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, I, I was just going to say there's no amusement park here. Like no, I there grew isn't. up with Legend Let's City. Have a coasters <laughs> though, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I want Legend City back. Oh.
1: Well, we got a lot of desert and we have grocery getters, so is that what you call the four-wheelers that, like, people get in? Like, I have never <laughs> heard that term. Grocery <laughs> getters. Either. Is that a, you is have that that a no. is that Oregon thing? It must be a Santan Valley thing. That was Valley. <laughs> must, <about> <laughs> must be a Queen <laughs> Creek thing. Yeah. It's grocery getters. Yeah. Anyway. Desert rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Is um, there...
3: I feel like, um, I don't know, I guess on the topic of conferences, I don't know if this is okay to say, but, like... Craft beer conference yes, or something, and yes. there's so much of that happening in Arizona f- between Flagstaff and Tucson. Yep. the Craft beer but scene has exploded over the yeah. past few years. Yeah, it
4: has. So you know, we have good some
1: really good, good ones. Okay, because I'm wondering because I'm, of course, I'm from Oregon, and then Washington uh, so, has a lot, so, and has a all right, lot. You know. All right,
2: so here's the deal with the craft beer scene because I do like. So you're gonna take me beers. off my high horse right now? <laughs> So no 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 no. Morgan, no, Oregon, dude. So we have Arizona. the challenge of being the newcomer state to the craft beer scene. Yes. Right. We've have some breweries that have been around a little while. Yeah. Who've got a pretty good track record, but outside the state and if you go to like so like North Carolina, Virginia has this like crazy crazy craft beer scene going on, kind of like the Pacific Northwest. I think maybe used to. I don't know yeah. if it's quite but, like, if you go there, like, I, we had an intern once who was from North Carolina, and he was just like, yeah, your beers are good. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But I think it's it's slowly changing. Um, and part of that is there's, so there's a coalition of craft beer, craft brewers here that's really tried to, like, put Arizona on the map. Yeah. And I think the, the one that they all hold high right now is Arizona Wilderness Brewing yeah. Company who won. The 2015 Best New Brewery in the World Award. That's super cool. Wow. Which was a super awesome. And I guarantee you, it's really good beer, because it's, ten it minutes walk from my house. <laughs> I end up there too many times. Yeah, so.
3: I think it's really cool to see, obviously, Four Peaks is now yep. national, but yep. in the event when they weren't, people, like friends that I had, would just be like... You know Adam
4: oh, Adam no, Adam Kress is on there? No, sorry. <laughs>
3: People would just be like, "Oh my God, Kilt Lifter! That plate, that beer's so good. I can't wait to go to Arizona and like have that again. Or if I went to California awesome. to visit friends, they'd like make me bring like a whole bunch of cases of it. So it's just kind of cool to see that kind of thing exist yeah. in Arizona and be recognized.
4: I think to the the craft beer scene to expand that a little bit, like you also have the restaurant scene. Mm-hmm. Like food in Phoenix has been yeah
3: just like on the list. Yeah.
4: It's mm. been amazing. Over Apparently the last we're years. the best
2: pizza city in North America now, <clears throat> which is making a lot of other cities very mad. Yes. <laughs> <'Cause we're>, but <laughs> and I <Phoenix>. mean <laughs> if you tie
4: all that stuff back to brand too, there's some great mm-hmm. stuff going on locally yes. and there are collaborations yes. between like amazing chefs, amazing designers, mm-hmm. like graphic designers and architects. Mm-hmm. Like some of the like yeah. great restaurants have been done by local like world-class architects. Yep. Um, yeah,
1: that would be a great. See that that can't not have to do with culture, right? I mean, culture supports that. That doesn't happen without culture, you know, kind of building it up and, and supporting it. Yep. Well, and we're we're known as, like, a pretty, so from an architecture standpoint, like, I know
2: a few of my architect friends, like, love Phoenix in particular because of its mid-century modern, uh, like, so many mid-century modern uh, architects design stuff mm-hmm. in Phoenix, and, um, you know, at I don't know, in the, in the grand pantheon of mid-century design, um, especially from an architectural standpoint, I don't know if we're quite at the top of the list of places to go. Um, you know, Palm Springs kind of gets all the attention, yeah. but like I think there's, there is a design uh, culture here that goes back, I think, further than people realize, right? You know, you've got Frank Lloyd Wright influence mm-hmm. here and you've got a whole um, slew of mid-century modern architects who have either designed stuff here or have actually planted here. Yeah.
4: Um, or like
3: just heavily influenced. Yep. in Arizona cool. in general,
2: even like with local architects
4: today, like you've got Rick Joy in Tucson, uh, Wendell Burnett, Will Bruder, and like Richard and Bauer. There are some amazing architecture studios in Arizona mm-hmm. that are doing world class work. Like they're doing work in the Pacific Northwest, they're doing work in the Middle East. Like uh, awesome. some just fantastic work coming out of Arizona.
1: So what that's an awesome.
2: architecture conference.
1: Architecture
4: <laughs> conference.: Yeah, I
1: mean, what you know? Why not? It doesn't have to be the biggest conference in the world. It just has to be like it has to mean something to the culture. It has to be something the culture can support, right? Uh, point of view, you know, like mm-hmm. the mid-century modern or whatever you're just talking about,.) It, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to have a point of view, right? Yep. There has to be a like, culture that supports it. Yep. <clears throat> so um, any last industry conferences you guys want to mention? before we move on to the stuff you guys want to talk about, which is
5: <laughs> This isn't so much of a conference as a focus maybe, okay. is two things and they're related. So sun, mm-hmm. sun. I'm Sunshine. always surprised that there's not more solar energy presence here. And just from business, investment and why aren't we all having solar at least water heaters on our homes standard it seems so obvious and abundant Hmm. so i wonder about that and then related to that is water so we need water to live and are we using it wisely are we saving enough of it um, no yeah we're all shaking our heads uh tucson does a great job with that uh, how they mandate what you can grow in your yard and so on um i just became an environmentalist on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so, so
1: so who else was like when it was when it was monsooning so much lately was like looking up i, I bet the seo for um for like rainwater collection yeah was super high because we looked it up we're like we should totally be keep collecting to the, the water. Yeah. It yep. is
5: illegal to have a cistern in your yard. What? We were talking about, we're watching like that just waterfalls like coming off my roof. That just room. seems
1: like excessive big government interventions. Yeah. So you know yeah. what that
2: probably is, actually? <laughs> what? It's probably the farms. So one of the oh, big challenges with water. with water usage in Arizona is the need of the city versus the need of the agriculture. Mm. And most of the first rights to water in Arizona is through the farms, and so they get to regulate a lot of what the cities can and can't do with their water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that's the whole that, That's my guess. My guess is you can't have a cistern because they need that water to drop into the aquifer, right? So it'll feed the farms. Um, hey, Lisa, there might be a reason.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not just like you got to buy our water. No,
2: I, I mean. I, I uh, mean, anytime like people get riled up about like big government regulation and like it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> government is only the representation of some group, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever regulations in place, and there's lobbyists. some group that's like, yeah, this makes total sense. Yeah. While the rest
1: of us are like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Um, depending on where you're at, but he always messes up my rants with the yeah, <laughs> with his too. voice of reason. <laughs> 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 right, so, right. so, so we balance. need lobbyists for uh, for water and lobbyists for solar for sun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lobby for the sun. <coughs> we get to keep the sun that like lands on
2: our property. Right? Yeah, I, right. yeah, I'm surprised. There, like mm. a solar conference would be pretty cool here.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, because I think there's a lot of activity. Um, like Elon Musk had a big company, Solar it City, which is now like yeah. I forget what other what what they just rebranded as. I don't remember. But there's a lot of activity there in like Southern California. But then you have like First Solar here, mm-hmm. and uh, what's the one off the 202. Is that for solar? I don't know. There's like That's a couple solar, here, yeah. but it, yeah, it's like yeah. here in Southern California. We should be California. courting the
1: Bay Area, because what are they going to do? with Solar? Bay Area? <laughs> I mean, a couple months during the summer? They have we some. should just set up a solar farm here <laughs> for the Pacific Northwest. I, I think, talking to my friend, engineer, mm-hmm. he says that all you would need is, like, he was showing me the geographical area you would need for each, like, in Arizona would be one place, for the whole United States could... Could power. Uh, could power, yeah, for, the, for most of the time.
3: Well, it's kind of like Texas has all the oil, right? I know. So we have all the sun. We have all the sun. <laughs> the, yeah. the monopoly
1: on the sun. Yellow oil. What would you call that? What would <laughs> yellow. yellow oil. <laughs> okay, the look on <laughs> your face made me realize how that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow oil. All right, strike that from the record. We will edit this by Gold yeah, oil. After all. Yeah. Gold oil. Gold golden, oil. Golden. Golden oil. Golden oil. All right. So there's a little branding for you. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So folks, um, Phoenix Design Week. So what are our questions? Let's talk about Design Week a little bit. So um, we talked about design, we talked about branding a little bit. Um, What about Phoenix Design Week? What makes Phoenix Design Week then? So why is it it important? Why is it not just like a go? It's a fun conference for people to go to. Why is it actually important? What work does it do? Would the director like to take that?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are awesome at delegating. That's why he's the president, guys.
3: Uh-huh. Um, well, obviously, we have a foundation of it. This is our ninth year. I have not been a part of Phoenix Design Week on the committee for nine years. Um, just pretty much like two and a half, three maybe. But nine years ago, there was a couple, old, Mark Dudlick, um, Jim Nissen, basically a group of folks that came together realizing that this should be like basically Arizona should be somewhere on the map for designers and you don't have to go to LA. You don't have to go to New York. You don't have to go to those big markets to do what you really want to do in terms of design. So they essentially, and feel free to jump in Kathy if you want to add on to that, but they just wanted to like make it known. and, And that was just a huge passion that came out of them. And they just basically got what was needed and, started Phoenix Design Week, much like you have a Fashion Week and you work, there's Fashion Week here, um, so why not Design Week?
5: They also wanted to recognize all of the other design disciplines, like Kyle mentioned earlier. There's industrial design, there's graphic design, there's architecture, fashion design, and so on. And we've always heard, or many of us have <laughs> actually said, um, why can't we be Portland or Austin or someplace cool? We're not cool. We have this chip on our shoulders. But it's... it's like we're just for yourself. not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. So part of the idea of Design Week was to stand up as a community and declare that we are here hmm. and we're good at it.
3: Well, and from, like, my experience just being back after college, like, yes, I went to Los Angeles for the big market to go to college, but I'm not, like, really a huge market person. Like, L.A. was really overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. And so I came back here having, like, my AIG experience, which was really minimal there, but I came back here and that was, like, the first thing I wanted to be a part of as, like, a 22-year-old was getting involved with my hometown city design community And so it was just kind of like over the past few years, I think the more that I've just recognized it, we have ASU, that's a lot of students in the the design school. And then you have GCU, which has like a newer design school now. But just hearing that, you know, those students are like, oh, I got to get out of here immediately. It's like, well, why do you feel like that? Like, are there not jobs available here or you know are, is there just like not what you're looking for and that's why you're like oh I have to go to New York oh, I have to go to LA mm-hmm. I have to go to Dallas or you know wherever Austin Portland
0: um,
4: yeah I mean with Design Week I think another thing that it does is like because it was a grassroots effort that like it grew out of um, it's it's that opportunity for the entire design community to come out I mean as AIGA, we hold a lot of events throughout the year, but like Design Week, I mean, we had 500 people last year. Like, that's, that's a big number for us, for the design community. Um, and I think if we, our AIGA membership isn't necessarily a perfect reflection of the entire design community, but we're about a third in-house designers. Uh, so designers working for larger corporations, um, and then a third uh, sole proprietors or freelancers, and then a third students is roughly our breakdown. Um, so if you're working in-house, like, you don't have a ton of opportunities to get out and to like, meet other designers in the community and see what's going on and see how other people work. Mm-hmm. So it's this wonderful opportunity that we have where we get to pull in like, great speakers from outside of the community, but then we also showcase our local community. So like, we have breakout sessions, local keynote speakers, so everybody can kind of see like, what's going on other places, but also what are we doing really well here um, and how can we embrace that and how can we learn from it. Um, So I think that's one of the great outcomes of Design Week, and it's nice to see that grow each year.
3: Yeah, and I think we're one of the, I guess, one of the historically one of the older, I guess, Design Weeks. So like San Francisco, they've had theirs forever, and then there may be a few other um, communities that have had Design Weeks, but we were kind of one of the first groups, at least specifically to have a two-day conference. So that's kind of something we've been able to become known for in the past few years is like this two-day great conference that we put on for less than $300 pretty much. And we bring in national talent. And then obviously we get to um, show off our local talent and celebrate Arizona specifically.
1: So, so what does it take to get something like this off the ground, right? I mean, what does it take to make something like this happen? This is your chance to mention sponsors. (laughs)
3: Well, for Kathy, one, are good. I was gonna say, well, for one, um, we have a really great team of volunteers that are specifically committed committee. What's the word I'm looking for? Com- committee specific, I guess. So we have a small team of people who actually get together throughout the year i mean we pretty much started working on this year's design week endeavors in january Um, december is kind of like last year was our retrospective of learning from the previous year and then we just literally hit the ground running as best we can um the beginning of the year so we have a core team of folks that work i don't even know how many hours a year but between january and like the end of october at least five plus hours a week, I would think. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah.
5: A day?
2: <laughs> probably depends on. Well,
3: it depends oh, on your oh, role, yeah, but that's um, like a lot of hours for like 15 yes. people. Events just to are like. A lot yeah. Work. If yeah, I was a my boss, well, Kathy I probably put in 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> But so it takes some really dedicated, passionate people to be a part of (coughs) this thing because it's not easy. It's definitely like a second full time job. Um, But we also have some really amazing partners and sponsors that give us money because they want they believe in what we're doing and they've been a part maybe of what we've been doing for the past X amount of years. Or they want to become newly involved and figure out how they can put their mark on it and allow us to grow as an event and um, design community specifically. Um, So we have, you know, like Grand Canyon University um, has been a sponsor for the past few years. Um, ReSound has been a sponsor of ours for the past (laughs) few years. So it could be anywhere from like an educational institution to like GoDaddy in previous years was one of our title sponsors.
5: Um so we big corporations, have, we small have small agencies. Like, um PF Chang's that has a big design department, and they step in and they say, We'll provide the food for this event mm. which is a great help and it enhances the whole um attendee experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Food. Free food, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> food food is
1: Everyone looks screen.
5: good. Yeah.
1: How much does it cost to do this? That's Kathy's mm-hmm. department. money
5: What's the entire budget?
1: <clears throat> yeah, how much does it cost? Yeah.
5: Do I need to say?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> I think our listeners might want to know. Uh, I don't know. I want to. What if they wanted to put on a conference? What would you estimate? Oh man.
5: It's over a hundred thousand day? dollars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And so then, the money that comes in is from ticket sales and from sponsors and. Um, in-kind sponsorships offset some of that um, then we pretty much we don't make a lot of money on it we break even and none of us are paid and that also includes the keynote speakers are coming and they do not accept a speaker fee, we don't offer it and they don't accept it. <laughs> yeah. We pay their the <laughs> we pay their lodging and their airfare and, you know, sure. reimbursements like that. But we just there's it's a lot of plates to keep spinning. Yeah. I told the um, the team at our very first meeting for this year, looked around the table and said, Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys right from the get go. At some point during the next few months, all of us in the room, each of us in the room, is going to hate somebody else in the room. But just know that at Kathy's the end, really optimistic. <laughs> realistic. <I'm> realistic, <laughs> I'm kind of realistic. She's letting
1: everybody know. Yeah.
5: But at the end, we're going to have a big love fest, and it'll all why just why you?
1: Love vest. I mean, it's
3: kind of like after you've designed this whole entire brand and you launch it and it's accepted by your client, and then it's like out in the world, and you're just Mm. like, yes, this is awesome. So that's kind of how it feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. though, like, right now we're in the middle of it and we're like, we just need to get this thing posted (laughs) or like this email out or the speaker to accept, or, Mm -hmm. you know.
4: And because this is Brandcast, we should probably give a a huge thank you and shout out to Moses for doing the brand this year for Design Week. So everything you've been seeing is grown out of community relationships with local agencies and studios. Factor, Factor One and Factor one, website. one doing the website Matt Adams thank you if you're listening Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah
3: your it's your entire a, team <laughs> been a really cool approach this year instead of like hiring an individual to take on certain things we've been able to work with Moses and Matt Fisher and his team um, to be able to design the brand and a lot of the assets and signage and all that that's going to go into the event Matt with the website build mm-hmm. landing page full website that's awesome um, you guys as our as our Podcasts, <laughs> peeps, which, which I really wanted to do something like this last year. Obviously, it wouldn't have been super professional, but I'm, I'm super excited that you both are, mm. are interested in working with us this year, and I think it'll just add a great other medium, I guess, yeah. to yeah.
5: the conference and to awesome. leading up. I, I totally want to mention O'Neill Printing, yep. mm. that they take care of all of the printed materials, all of the large format graphics, Everything that makes it look fantastic, and whenever we have an idea of something that we need or want, they say yes. And what more do you need? Okay. Yes, they're awesome. They're fantastic. Nice.
1: So, what do people have to know <clears throat> to uh, who should attend? Who should attend? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Don't be <in> a client. <laughs> Wait,
5: call up the website. It says that there are some So, obviously, graphic designers. Um, Anybody who has an appreciation for design, maybe they want to understand how their designer who works for them works better. Client. Um, Somebody wants a more national perspective. We have initiatives from AIGA national organization to bring their initiatives to the local market. So it might be diversity or it might be women lead or name something else. Design for for good. Yes. So we bring speakers in from outside that offer different perspectives that Arizonans might not be hip to or they might not know about.
4: Yeah, so Phoenix Design Week is the entire week, um, but it's always kicked off by the Method and Madness Conference. And Method and Madness was originally named because it's supposed to be half about like the method and the process um, and half about like inspiration. So you get a little bit of like inspiration about seeing what people are doing locally and nationally. But then uh, on the second day we have breakouts so you're learning like tactical things like how do you actually do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so about Adobe more will specific. be there. Yeah, Adobe's mm-hmm. gonna have workshops about all different uh, software. Um, we'll have Tallwave is running like a whole UX track for mm-hmm. So there'll be breakout sessions for that, uh, the business of design. So there's gonna be all kinds of great, great stuff. So it's if you want inspiration, if you wanna know how to actually do something specific. Um,
5: meet your, new people in your community, yeah, design mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great place for students to come and meet people who might employ them mm-hmm. and just yeah. see what they'll be doing for the rest of their lives.
3: And realize that there is creative community in Arizona and not they don't have to yeah. go to yep. the New York's, L.A.'s. And
4: room. Kathy runs the best of show.
5: I was just gonna <laughs> mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2014, it was the 25th anniversary of the founding of the Arizona chapter of AIJ. Okay. So we had this idea to put out a call to all of the designers who've been working here for the past 25 years and more, and recognize that legacy that we have here. Mm-hmm. So we sent out a call for submissions. I had to actually get on the phone and call people like, look, don't ignore this. I know you're fantastic, send me something. So. I compiled a whole bunch of artifacts from design from 25 years and beyond, mm-hmm. and then every year we have put out a call for, send us what you designed this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So our storage unit is starting to <laughs> the fill <museum>. up. Yep.
2: <laughs> it's awesome.
5: I personally would love to have an Arizona design museum mm-hmm. of some sort, even if it's just a pop-up or... Are we still talking?
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe it ran out and it's like fed us. <laughs> it's, so it's just playing it now? <laughs>
0: that's that hilarious. That nice.
2: Sorry. Technical difficulties. Uh, we
4: all
1: have know that would happen. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: but,
5: so, Are we still recording? Yeah. So, from a brand year.
1: perspective, that would be very interesting, uh, yes. a museum. Because you would be able to go through the museum and pick up, um, you'd see some repeating themes and and be able to glean a lot from how Arizonans see and are seen.
5: What it also is, is it's not only a design archive, it's also an archive of all the companies that we have all designed for Mm -hmm. over the years. So you see a history of Arizona business Mm -hmm. during this time as well
1: trying to imagine wikipedia but that's in, what i was thinking in like visual form that's giving like a lot of meaning <laughs> yep. but i mean yeah. right i mean just like a lot of context and meaning and like art around it and interpretation
3: you need an
5: investor if anyone out there wants to invest in our design museum <laughs> yes
1: yeah.
5: um it's so a good one part of that's my goal idea. for it also is myself as a um senior advisor designer let's say <laughs> um <laughs> Maybe I don't feel as recognized anymore as Mm. I once was, and I know there are other people out there like me who are my contemporaries that have sort of fallen off the map, or they don't feel like they're a part of it anymore. Hmm. Um, It's part of what I enjoy serving on the board is I get to still be part of the community. Yeah. Um but there are people like nah, that doesn't you know matter to me anymore. I had my time and no one cares about me anymore and that kind of thing. So it's been a vehicle for me. It's not like you me. guys have Alzheimer's
1: or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're hard to tell, like mm, I can't talk to them. They will just tell me about how yeah. they complain about the food or whatever, you know,
0: care. But about
5: I think stuff. there's some people out there that are some of the most fantastic designers ever right. who are Sort of fallen by the wayside, and this has been my vehicle to recontact them, re-engage them in the community, and offer up their wonderful expertise.
1: That sounds like a panel, as well, for Design Week. We have done for that in the future. Oh, you have.
5: Uh, it was last year. It was called Mad Men and Unicorns. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I mean, it's like it's it's. I mean, in all seriousness, it's like part of the history. If there's if there is a uh, theory that can be articulated you know, then it becomes really useful now for younger designers to understand and then be able to, you know, I mean, aside, if you can't articulate it, that's another story, but if it's something that you can actually put words to and have a conversation around, like a panel, how did it go? Out of curiosity.
5: Really well. It was one of our most successful events. Nice, mm-hmm.
3: nice. Super well attended. I'm pretty sure like every chair was full. That's awesome. At the Tempe History Museum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Their new space.
4: Part of their annual series lecture series yeah so yeah it reached out past like the normal design community there were a lot of local people from the area that were just interested in design so they came out to see it too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did really well
1: so before we ask about contact information how you guys want to be contacted um uh, anything else to add
3: I was just gonna say in terms of brand having this conversation Like, my mom just told me the other day, like, how my dad moved here. Like, he's from northern Idaho, moved to L.A. because he was, like, in the oil industry. Then his boss offered him the opportunity to move to Phoenix or something. And I guess their old oil plant facility was, like, by the airport. And so my dad had never been to Phoenix. But somebody was, like, hardcore talking him into how great it was here. He moved here in July. (laughs) And so it was just, like, what is happening? And then... Like, he grew up skiing and obviously in Idaho, so it's snowy there, but it's, like, nice during the summer. And he water skied and did, like, all that outdoor activities and stuff. So it's just interesting to hear, you know, that time. Like, my grandfather, he was also, like, a native of Arizona and passed away at, like, 96. But he'd been here in, like, a part of the, this place for his whole entire life. So to hear the history of, like, what existed during, like, obviously my father grandfather's time... And to, like, see just how it's grown in the past eight years, I think is just a lot to say in the brand itself. Like, to know that we have, like, a lot of the best restaurants that they're showing up, like, on foodie lists Mm -hmm. or whatever, craft beer, great craft cocktails, great hotels, golf course, outdoor life, Flagstaff, you can go up and ski, Tucson, you can go down and golf there or, you know, enjoy the spas. It's just kind of like, I feel like over the past you know 10 years maybe even it's just really grown and and a really great destination or place to place to live.
4: Mm-hmm. Is it the folks over at Melt Media that did the YAZ website? Yep. That's yeah, a yep. great kind of resource there too for just like listing all the things that make Arizona great. Mm-hmm. And like the reasons why you would want to move here and work here and live here. It's a right. great site.
5: I would like to talk about this year's brand for Phoenix Design Week itself. Mm-hmm. All right. So the theme, we choose a theme for each year, and we ask the speakers to adjust their talks to that theme, and this year the theme is Design Belongs, and so we're asking everybody to answer that question. Design belongs where, to whom, how, why. What would your answer be?
1: Deli- design, um, so... I was thinking about that design belongs because I always think about like writing like like student for students you know like creating assignments and stuff like that that's the closest thing to UX that you know really so <clears throat> I think like you can't you can't just say oh it's a draft but you get it right no you can't like there's a reason that it has to be designed there's a reason that like you're trying to point someone in a direction you're trying to give them an impression so they can follow it both intuitively and, um, and cognitively, but cognitively only when they need to be cognitive, right? And so you're trying to create that, that path through, just like a UX designer would. And so I feel like <clears throat> design is underutilized massively, and I think more people need to be designers. Um, does that answer the question? Yes. I'm gonna piggyback
2: mm-hmm. on your answer. Please do. Because mm-hmm. that was perfect. So I've had this like uh, frustration. We'll call it a frustration with not not the Arizona design community, sure. but just the design community as a whole. Uh, and this is not, this is a gross overgeneralization, so I want to make this really clear. I'm a graphic designer by background. I don't do a whole lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and so I fall into this boat too. I think when we're, we've, we're professionally trained and or have been doing graphic design for a long time, some designers become uh, somewhat egotistical in that, right? That design is this thing that I own or that this group owns and no one else can be a designer like I can be a designer or like we can be designers. And what always frustrates me about that that, that mentality, and, and I know a lot of designers who don't have that mentality. I think all three of you in this room, you're like nodding your heads as I say this, so I know that you're not like that. Um, the frustration I have is that the reality is like every single day, every single person is designing stuff mm. and, and thinking <clears> about how I'm gonna use it and what this is gonna look like and how it's gonna communicate what I'm trying to say. I mean, every time you know an admin assistant opens up Word and grabs a font from the dropdown, they have made a design decision,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? The problem is that most people don't realize that that's what's happening right? And so there's no cognitive thinking about it, right? There's no like, well, which font should I choose? And nine times out of 10, they're overwhelmed because they don't know what the difference is, right? I don't know what these communicate other than I like this one. Yeah. Right. So I pick the one I like, or I pick the one that I feel is going to have the least like issue, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, that one seems
0: safe (laughs) (laughs) because
2: I've seen everyone else using it, right? Um, and it's one of the six provided to me free on my computer. <laughs> um, and so, like, th- these are the things I think about or, like, even just, like, you know, when I when I arrange the furniture in my house, I'm making a design decision. Mm-hmm. When I pick paint to go on my wall, I was just talking about this with our team. Like, somebody on our team was like, I hate picking paint because I never know what colors to pick. And I always pick the colors and you put a little splash on the wall <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I think that's it. And then you get it on the wall and you're like, oh, that was a terrible color. Because um, it didn't work well with everything else that was going on. And it's like, if we had a more informed public who just generally had some like basic understandings of what design is and how to use it in everyday life, I think everyone's level of communication would be so much better, right? I would consider the words that I put on my Facebook post a little bit more. I would consider that sign that I'm about to print out that I'm going to tape to the, the front of my business to give them a temporary message for the next 24 hours. I'm going to consider, like, you know, how I propose to my wife. Right. Like those are the like those are all the decision making processes that design influences if you have a design thinking mentality well and even
1: a podcast we could design we could pay more attention to design the podcast sometimes it's just a matter of you know your time constraints but yeah yeah like, yeah what there's if we, always constraints but what if we taught that in school and mm-hmm. kids learned like oh this is a ba- oh, okay so there's a basic thing that i should have to learn so that i can be a better communicator and so that um it's kind of like we used to <clears throat> at oregon we used to have students write a letter to their parents asking for another year of school you know, so sort you're of like, all right, consider the audience, what do they want to hear, right? And so it's like, totally kind of changes this thing is a good intro to kind of advertising a little mm-hmm. bit. But it's like things like that, you use this stuff all the time. It's like sales or presenting or talking or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's like everything, font choice, voice tonality, right, um, fluctuation or whatever, all these things are designed.
2: Right? I mean, even the choice to mm-hmm. not make a choice is a choice. It's a design choice, right? So when I choose like like for instance, you and I have chosen not to do a lot of heavy editing on this right. podcast. Right. That was a design choice. You know? And I think I I knew that we were making that. I don't know if you did or not. Well, you, but yeah. I, I was I had know, in my I would my probably dad, be the one that. to have to do it. So. I was like so one of the <laughs> constraints we have is my just, design choice. Yeah. You know, it's like
1: we're we're
2: volunteering to create this thing called A Z braincast mm. and we don't have funding. And yet.
1: <laughs> we're self-funded. Um, and
2: we wanted like an organic feel, right? We knew these things about us and about what we're trying to create. And and so one way to do that is to not over-edit it. Right. Right? right. Let it be what it is. Authentic. Yeah. Brand. Um, you're still going
3: to edit it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Negative. It <will laughs> not. Negative.
2: I mean, I, th- I think our level of editing is like...
1: It's, it's like it's at the, at pretty the close to nothing. I may I may like fade go in. from zero, fade in from <laughs> like the yeah. like the conversation about we don't, the superheroes. We archetypes.
2: don't we don't cut, we don't edit a whole lot. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get there. But I think your point about like educating the public in those design decisions, like
4: I don't have a solution for it. But I think yeah, like, I don't know if you kind of expand that out, it, a lot of it it's about context and it's about yep. like that holistic part. Like you're not when you pick a font like in Word you are usually thinking like which one do I like and you're not thinking about the outcome of the project or when you choose a paint color you're thinking about what paint color might look good but because you don't have that design background you're not considering (laughs) the furniture arrangement and the lighting and like the space itself and like how all of those decisions come together so it's like there's that one level of you can educate people that all of this stuff matters but like it's also difficult to then, like, where do you draw that line? Because just because you know it matters doesn't mean you're gonna make the right decision, or that, like, so it's just, there's so, it's such a massive world of, like, things that we absorb in design, because, like, even when we work for different clients, like, we're absorbing information from them about completely different disciplines that we know nothing about. Like, that's the fun (laughs) of it, but it's also just, like, it adds more layers of complexity to what we do, and then how you educate people about that, like, Yep. I don't know. It's a really good question. Yeah, What's, I don't
2: I don't know. I, I, I've never... I have the answer. I, oh, all right, Chris, go. <laughs> no, just Sol,
1: solve everything for us. <laughs> Sorry, I just like saying that. Yeah, I, um, I
2: don't know. I think it's more about just, like, continuing to, like, promote that conversation, right? Yeah. And then, like, allowing ideas to surface of, like, how could we do that? Is it is it education programs and, you know, primary school, right? Or is it, is it Design
1: Week going into schools during Design Week or designers from Design Week? going to schools doing a little I don't know but I mean like the frustrating thing to me is like business schools like why why don't they have like some rudimentary right I mean it seems like more important than some of the stuff they are learning at some point it's like alright diminishing returns over here let's do a little design Yeah, you know what I mean well, I mean or the Rock education system is like a whole other yeah. uh, issue yeah, like yeah. how
4: it was yeah. designed right Another to podcast. basically produce yeah. like people that can be industrial yeah. workers w- so we're,
1: like, work in a corporation yeah yeah um but like robin williams uh non-designers design book do you guys remember that no you don't oh okay all right yeah maybe it's for non-designers <laughs> <laughs> designers yeah, I I don't non designer <laughs> yeah, design books <laughs> he's like no they're too good for that so much for the theory about that being humble <laughs> all right so um <laughs> that's terrible i don't all right so uh, no this is a book i, I a community college book i got um it was just like a like you just like simplifying typefaces typeface choices and how to match things and just not be fancy you know just how to keep it real simple so like something like that in a business school i don't know I just think mm-hmm. it'd be you know just some really basic well especially you know, like hierarchy. powerpoint
3: yeah. skills oh my goodness yeah right exactly yeah. right there good example perfect. that would be a great good enough. place to put
1: that right totally yeah so um so uh how do people contact you guys um, if they want to know more? Or do, are you guys okay being contacted by email individually? Or is there one email or a form?
5: If they want to know more about Phoenix Design Week.
1: Um, if they want to talk to you.
5: If they want to talk to Let's me. Let's just say that, yeah.
1: Because I'm assuming if they go to Phoenix Design Week, com, They'll to to we'll eventually
3: <laughs> find our emails. You will. Yes.
1: Well,
2: but yeah. if you want to find out more about Phoenix Design Week, if yes. you we haven't done this, Call out to go check it
1: out, it's phxdw.com. .com, right? yes. um, and so there's probably like a form for contact or something like that there, some kind of contact. There is. Okay.
5: And it will probably then take you, or you could go from there to the arizona.aiga.org website. Okay. And there, there is a list of the board of directors. And it's each under one about and meet the board. Yes. <laughs> Screen <laughs> share. Oh, <yeah. laughs> if it's not intuitive when you get there. If you um, haven't
4: been to the Arizona AIJA yeah. website in a while, it did get a revamp. It did. It, it looks nice good. On, so yeah, it it's, looks it's good. A lot better. So. There's navigation now, which is fantastic. That's awesome.
5: <laughs> there, there are small links to each of us on the about the board page. Okay, cool, cool.
3: Or just Google us probably no
5: No, don't do that. Kyle is
4: on
0: the tree's the Hulk
1: All right so um, well thank you guys very much for joining us and um, everybody uh, Phoenix design Week dates dates
3: again. October 27th to November 3rd. All right, thank
5: you. And yes. the Method of Madness conference itself is on Saturday, October 28th, and Sunday, October 29th.
1: Okay. Uh, Take off
5: party on the Friday.
1: Sweet. <laughs>
5: party. Party. Awesome. Anything else to add? Oh, and then the closing party is on the following Friday, on November 3rd, and we're doing it in concert with the Phoenix Ad Club in celebration of their 80th anniversary.
1: Wow, that's crazy. You mm-hmm. so get you guys, you guys don't get sick of parties, do you? No. Okay, I love it. No All way. right, thank you guys once again for joining us, and we'll have to have you back again. Sometime. Thank you very much for having there. us. Yeah, yeah. thanks that's for great. having it's us
3: and for thank being you. a part of Phoenix Design Week this year. Hopefully, cool. years to come yeah. too. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's All right, Awesome. Thanks. All
3: right, that's
0: it, guys. Woo! That's You're a wrap. Record. That a wrap. You guys.